The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized glasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast's tailor-made Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. And finally, we're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate. Here's Murphy with a good angle to cross, and he's a good crosser. Oh, how has De Gea kept that out? How has that not gone in? It's a brilliant cross. Reset rises. Gea, he does this really well. His reactions are good. Double saves. Willick, thing. Willock following in. Now Sam Maxima. Again goes inside. Long staff. A real blast from the midfield man. Yeah, from where we are, you're thinking he's going to nestle into that far corner. The ingredients all look right. Great lovely take, yeah, from Isaac. Now some maximum. He'll go down the outside this time. a chance for Joe Willock don't and leave they back. are squandering them for Eddie Howe here's Murphy Isaac he's done well for the Mirage set it up from the far post Castle corner, they lead 1-0. Oh, so close to leading 2-0. Initially I thought David Ahea should have come for it. Joe Linton. What a save. He reacts so well to that David De Gea. Chair thought he could force it in. Martial by the post. Yeah, there was a check to see whether Martial handballed it. Oh, that save, the reaction of De Gea. And it's Martial on the line. There was a check for a handball, but it wasn't. It's glanced in by Wilson. It's two. The game is over for Newcastle United. They've won it 2-0, surely. Manchester United just had no height in there. The one player that maybe is used to defending set pieces, which is Lindelof, tries to get there. But he doesn't do Sends this Geordie crowd wild. You are listening to Bet MFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. 
You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. BetMUFC is at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. And my other Twitter account is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That is the Twitter account where I tweet about other sports. It's the Twitter account for the LockBetting podcast, which is the home of Das Bundesliga show. And also the Twitter account for LockBetting.com, my premium pay service that has delivered 118 months in a row of transparent track profit or track profit. All the spreadsheets can be found on the website LockBetting.com. And if you want to do some quick due diligence, the pin tweet at the Twitter account at LockBetting.com is always the PL from the previous month. So the 118 months of track trans tracked transparent profit is exactly that. It is all tracked. It is all transparent, and you can see every play on the spreadsheets. Sign up for the month of April right now. So moving on with this edition of BetMFC, to first do some housekeeping, there was a missing episode of the EPL show. This was supposed to be recorded in the SGPN studio on Monday. Well, as you can tell from my voice, my voice that I've just got back, um, it was in no shape to do a show. Um, This is my voice at a recovered stage, still not 100%. But on Monday, I had absolutely no voice at all. And uh, as for the missing episode of BetMUFC that was supposed to feature a preview of Newcastle versus Manchester United, well, that was down to getting stuck outside SoFi Stadium three hours after the show. Ubers were cancelling left and right. Had 11 Ubers cancel on me after WrestleMania night one. And uh, around about 10.45 at night, A car finally decided to pick me up by the time I got back to the hotel room. My kid was absolutely flat out and dead and um, I didn't want to wake him up by recording any audio. And also, there was no point doing the audio and putting that show out with the game kicking off seven hours later by the time I actually got up to my room and, and was ready to record. So unfortunately, I did miss out on doing two shows this weekend. I think my overall total of shows missed across the last nine years is under five. I definitely believe I missed one out when I had my broken leg at the time I broke my leg. But otherwise, I got back to doing shows relatively quickly. And um, I'm guessing conservatively that I probably missed one or two others over that time. I may not even have done. I only know of the one I missed while I broke my leg and the two this weekend. But I'm conservatively going to say under five, or let's use a betting line, under 4.5 shows I've ever missed. So unfortunately, two of them happened to happen this weekend. Um, But it wasn't a good game for Manchester United. Not that I thought that it would be. I always thought that would be a difficult spot. And when I was looking ahead to the games and I was looking ahead towards the running as to Manchester United making sure they secured the top top four and looking at how difficult that would be because a lot of people were almost looking as if we were a guaranteed team in third spot and we could just take our eyes off the prize and concentrate on the cup competitions and the players on Sunday definitely played like that as well Uh, they played like a team who didn't want to be there they played like a team who didn't need to be there Newcastle were a desperate team who looked like they really wanted to make sure they got over the line in the top four because they were the ones who in more conversations about can they be caught by Tottenham can they be caught by Liverpool will the likes of Brighton sneak into the top four race out of nowhere are Newcastle catchable because they had their little blip just after we returned from the World Cup but now it looks like Manchester United are having 
a minor blip. And there's definitely a correlation between Manchester United playing far poorer without Casemiro than when they do when Casemiro is back in the team. And this four-game suspension can't be under overlooked and undermined because Manchester United did look like a completely different team to the team who beat Newcastle relatively comfortably in the cup final, a game where Casemiro played and scored in as well. So the Casemiro effect is very, very interesting. Manchester United now have two home games coming up. Of course, Old Trafford has been a huge fortress this season, so I'm expecting Manchester United to pick up six points. If not, again, we'll be on the show talking about the Casemiro effect, and again, we'll be looking at the Manchester United running and determining, are they guaranteed for the top four, or is there a chance that the likes of uh, Tottenham or Liverpool or maybe somebody else will break into this top four? I think the one thing that's helping uh, Manchester United and Newcastle as well is the fact that Chelsea are an absolute non-factor this season. Liverpool have absolutely abysmal away form. Tottenham are an absolute dumpster fire when you look at the situation with Antonio Conte and them conceding their late goal against Everton on Monday without Conte being in charge as well. So the, the late goal drama continues. Can relinquish a relinquish a two goal lead against Southampton, and then did what they did again against Everton on Monday. So the fact that everybody else looks so bad, and the fact that the outsiders, the likes of Brighton and, and possibly Fulham, don't really have the experience and don't really have the squad depth, in my opinion, to see the race through. That definitely looks like it can go in the favour of Newcastle and Manchester United, who, as I said, Newcastle had their blip just after the World Cup. Manchester United seem to be having one now. Manchester United seem to be incapable of being able to deal without the the loss of Casemiro, particularly in their away games. And um, we're seeing them struggle without him, but we're also seeing nobody in the chasing pack taking advantage of the situation when Newcastle and Manchester United have blips. And at this moment in time, despite the fact that I'm not pleased with how Manchester United are playing, it does look like we still should be relatively comfortable within the top four. If we look at the league table at the moment, we've known for a long time that the EPL is going to be a two-horse race. Arsenal remain eight points clear at the moment after the weekend, but we know Manchester City have that game in hand and we know that Manchester City still need to play Arsenal at the Etihad where Manchester City own Arsenal and uh, I expect the title race to be reduced down to two points as we head down to the final stages. But we're not here to talk about the title race, we're here to talk about the top four and Newcastle at the moment are comfortably inside that top four. We have a cluster of teams on 50 points. Newcastle third, Tottenham fourth and Manchester United in fifth position. Manchester United have an absolutely woeful goal difference of plus four. They've already conceded 37 goals in 27 games this season. And the plus four goal difference is the worst goal difference in the top six. So um, it is concerning that Manchester United do continue to ship poor goals, do continue to suffer Huge losses like the 4-0 against Fulham, the the 7-0 against Liverpool. The Newcastle game at the weekend could have been far more than 2-0. It's not just about the fact that we lost 2-0. It's about the fact that we played very, very poorly and that could have been a lot more. So Manchester United are still continuing to throw out these woeful performances despite the fact that 
Eric Ten Hag has definitely turned his club around and we are moving in the right direction. At the moment, though, we sit in fifth place as a result of our goal difference. But here's the thing. Tottenham are on 50 points, sandwiched between Manchester United and Newcastle, but they have played two more games. Newcastle have 50 points from 27. Manchester United in fifth place have 50 points from 27. And Tottenham have 50 points from 29 games. So you would still expect Manchester United to be able to take advantage of this situation beginning tonight with the game against Brentford. Outside of that top five, We have Brighton in sixth place on 46. Aston Villa have climbed the table as a result of their away win against Chelsea. They are now on 44 points, but again, they've played 29 games. Liverpool played 28 games and have only got 43 points. It's looking very much like they are out of the top four race this season. Our level on points with Brentford have played the same number of games and have 43 points as well. And then Fulham are all the way back on 39 points, the same points tally as Chelsea, who have dropped into the bottom half and have sacked Graham Potter. So it's going to be two from three from Manchester United, Tottenham, and Newcastle. But at the moment, I believe it will still be Man United and Newcastle. They have two games in hand over Tottenham. And when you're looking ahead at those games like Manchester United at home to Brentford tonight, Brentford have had a very, very good season. They sit in ninth place at the moment, but that's been largely down to their home form. And you would think with Casemiro or without Casemiro, Manchester United would be able to take care of business tonight. Before we move on to listening to what Eric Ten Hag has to say about the upcoming game, let me tell you guys about Shady Race. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much, much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offer a world-class product that is just as good as any other expensive pair of sunglasses that you've worn. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all eyewear, every pair of glasses is backed by lost and broken replacement. That's right. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try them for yourself. The Shades rated five star by over 200,000 people. Let me also take this quick time out to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, and Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com and your promo code SGPN. Okay, we'll now move on to the second section embargoed until 10.30pm tonight. Samuel. Uh, Eric, 
You said in January, I think to Verbal International, that the club had signed too many average players in recent years. Obviously, the Vout then came in. He's got two goals in 19 games. Gary Neville said he shouldn't be at Manchester United. With Anthony Marshall now back, has the time come where he has to come out of the team? I also say another comment from Gary Neville where he was reflected on the performance of, of Wout and that with Wout and we, are, um, we are quite successful and I think that's, uh, that's the evidence um, so um, but, uh, that's what I can say about that and um, I'm happy with him uh, because he's doing a great job for this team and with the midfield, I mean, if Manchester City, as an example, have a couple of injuries, they've got natural replacements to come in. Is that the level you're striving to get the squad to in the summer? That if Casemiro or Ericsson come out, you've got a natural replacement to go in for them. Uh, but I think we we knew before the start of the season, and we discussed it in this place also many times. Uh, and you were right; we need outstanding players in Manchester United. Clear. And if you had injuries, you have to you need replacement, uh, or and you need competition. And especially when you want to compete um, in four competitions, uh, you need that to uh, to be successful. Dave, um, six weeks ago you were eight points clear of Newcastle. Now you're down to fifth. Um, you know, it looked like the top four was, was guaranteed for you then. Do you have to remind the players of what is at stake in the next 10, 11 games that you've got left? Of course, and um, that you have to meet certain standards. And I know um, in the seasons um, it's not going only the one way up. It will. You will have fluctuations, uh, but you have to know uh, why you are uh, where you are and uh, what brings us in the position. And that was about uh, uh, determination. That was about passion. That was about desire. Um, so I have missed it. Um, and when you are a strong opponent who play above the levels, and many teams play against Man United above the levels. Yeah, then you got you get killed, and I think we have we have uh, we have that experience on, on the Sunday. Do you think subconsciously, maybe after winning the Carabao Cup, the players maybe switched off mentally and, and maybe lost their focus after winning the trophy? Uh, I, I don't think so. But we have we had, we had a tough program, but now they have had their rest, their rest. Um, so it's unacceptable, and I don't accept it. Um, so we are now in the final stage of the season so you have to be mentally and physical fit and that's the responsibility uh, everyone in the team has to take and then stick together and stick to the plan and no matter what uh, Ian and um, you kind of just half answered that Eric but Rio Ferdinand said he thought your players had down tools sort of not made an effort since the Carabao Cup do you not think there's any, any truth in that do you not think that's a valid criticism from Rio I don't know exactly what you mean. Rio Ferdinand said that since you won the Carabao Cup, the players had downed tools, meaning yeah. stop trying, you know, stop putting in an effort. Do you think that's a fair criticism or not? Oh, I think we also, after the Carabao Cup, we won many games. Yeah. We, we beat in a really good performance, uh, Betis. Uh, we beat uh, West Ham United. <laughs> also, um, we had, we had also, after the Carabao Cup, we had our good performances. Eric, um, both of you and Luke Shaw agreed after the Newcastle game that Newcastle wanted it more. 
when you played Brentford um, at the start of the season, it was a famous 4-0 defeat. How can it be sort of whatever it is, six, seven months later, the team is still not trying as it, as it should and not wanting it as much as the opposition? Surely that's the base level for your team. Uh, so I, I agree. Uh, we, we drop. Um, so we return to old habits. And, but also that, I know that uh, is there with fluctuations. And because um, per- persons are not robots. And, but we have to act as robots. We have to act as machines. And we can expect and we have to expect and we have to demand from our players that they match the standards. And so when we are not doing, so yeah, we are disappointed because that's our job. Uh. So, some tough questions there. The usual grilling from the, the ex-players, Gary Neville, Rio Ferdinand, probably Roy Keane, if he has said anything. I've, I've missed it because I've been away and pretty much just got away from the telly as soon as the, the game finished against Newcastle. Definitely wasn't worth getting up for. And um, it is concerning. Yes, we have games in hand, but at the moment we haven't been performing in the league. But to say that the players have downed tools is an absolutely ridiculous statement. This is still a team who are in the quarterfinals of the Europa League, the favourites to win that competition. We have to get past a very lacklustre version of Sevilla. If we don't get past Sevilla and move on to potentially play Juventus in the semi-final, that would be a huge disappointment. Um, We are in the FA Cup semi-final. We have a tough match coming up against Brighton. But ultimately, we are there with the opportunity of playing Manchester City in a huge FA Cup final at the end of the season. And we are still well in the race for the top four. Have we relinquished our position? Yes. But we are still level on points with both Tottenham and Newcastle. I would say we are the favourites to finish third out of that group. We are level on points with them and we have two games in hand against Tottenham. And yes, our goal difference is poor because we are obliterated by the likes of Brentford and by Liverpool and by Manchester City because when we seem to play badly, we seem to play unbelievably poorly. It's not really a close game often when we do lose, but um, those performances can happen, especially when what hasn't been said there is the fact that we've had an absolutely ridiculous schedule. We've played more games than any other team in fucking Europe. But that's been completely ignored there just to just to suit a narrative. So I'm not overly concerned, but I would like to see Manchester United relieve some of the pressure by picking up back-to-back home wins against Brentford and Everton in their next two games at Old Trafford. Before we look ahead to the, the run-in, which is what we're going to do here on the show, there's no point really looking at that Brentford game because some of you will, will miss the preview of that or you'll only have an hour, hour and a half to listen to it because I have just landed around about an hour and a half ago. So um, we're, we're just going to go through the running instead here to finish this show to see where I realistically feel Manchester United will finish and how many points they can pick up. Let me quickly give a shout out to the Golf Gambling Podcast because they are giving away a tailor-made driver. We're brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast tailor-made driver contest. This contest is completely free to enter and you have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. The drawing will take place on Sunday, April 8th. So make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash 
driver. So as I stated, we'll close the show off by looking at the rest of the running here for Manchester United, as um, I don't think it's worth doing a full preview of the Brentford game, given the time constraints. Um, I've already said I do expect Manchester United to pick up back-to-back wins against Brentford and Everton, so that would give us six much-needed points. After that, we play Sevilla at home in the first leg of the Europa League. Now, I'm not going to make predictions on the Europa League or the FA Cup, but I will use that game as a reason as to why I feel Manchester United may drop points away to Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest are desperate to stay in the EPL. They have been solid at home this season. And I feel this could be a spot where Manchester United do drop two points as it's sandwiched in between the games against Sevilla. Hopefully Man United take care of business in the first leg convincingly and therefore they don't need to be um, primarily focused on that second leg and can put out a full strength team and go for it away to Nottingham Forest. But I'm trying to um, cap these games in the most conservative way possible without guaranteeing Manchester United points that I don't feel they're guaranteed to get. So that takes the tally to seven points here. I'm going to take a draw away to Nottingham Forest. The home game against Chelsea hasn't got a date. I think this will be, a lot of this will be down to who is the Chelsea manager. At the moment, I'm hearing Frank Lampard could insanely return to the club, um, at least until the end of the season. I don't think that's an appointment that's going to work. Um, and I feel that's a game that Manchester United, again, at home, should be able to win. That would give us 10 points. We then play Tottenham away on the 27th of April. Now, this, again, is difficult. We don't know the Tottenham manager situation. Are they going to be managed by Nagelsmann? Are they going to be in the midst of a new manager bounce at that time? I'm going to take a draw there. This is a game that Manchester United usually win. But I'll take a point there, given that it is a a six-pointer for top four football this season. That puts us on 11. The game against Aston Villa uh, at home. I think I'm going to take Man United to win home games against teams outside of the top six. That's what we've been doing throughout this season. So that puts us on to 14. Away to Brighton. This is the type of game where I feel like Manchester United could be a little bit too comfortable after picking up wins at home. By this point, I feel that we'll be comfortably back in the top four. I think we'll be looking ahead to an FA Cup final. This will probably be a revenge game for Brighton, much like it was for Newcastle this weekend. And I believe Manchester United will lose away to Brighton on May the 4th. So I'm going to put that down as a loss for Manchester United. I then also feel we'll drop points away to West Ham because West Ham will be fighting for their lives. This isn't a ground that Manchester United like to go to. So I believe that we may only pick up a point in that game. So I think we'll lose one of those games to West Ham or Brighton and pick up a point in the other. So that puts us on to 15. But... I think that Manchester United will then go on to win the final three games here. I expect us to win against uh, Wolves at home. I expect us to win away to Bournemouth on May the 20th. And I expect us to win the final game of the season at home to Fulham. So that's nine points there to add on to 15. That has Manchester United finishing the season with an additional 24 points. And I feel that if you add 24 points onto the current tally which gives us 50 points at the moment and 24 added makes 74. 
I do believe that 74 points will be enough to finish ahead of Tottenham here because Tottenham would then need to pick up 25 points from their final nine games this season. And if you've watched Tottenham play this season, they're not picking up 25 points from their last nine games. So I think that'll be enough to see Manchester United in the top four if my prediction of 24 points from the remaining games ends up coming to fruition. So we have uh, 11 games to secure those 24 points and that's what I think will be enough for Manchester United to finish in the top four. On top of that, I'm also expecting us to play in two cup finals this season. I think we'll end up facing uh, Manchester City in the FA Cup final and Bayer Leverkusen in the Europa League final. I hope this is a closing statement that ends up aging well as um, I've predicted um, three cup finals overall this season for United along with a comfortable top four finish. So that is it for me in this edition of BetMUFC. The episode at the weekend will 100% be out on time. It will be out well ahead of the game against Everton. So I will offer an extensive preview on that game and an extensive recap of tonight's game against Brentford, which has become a must-win game for Manchester United. So let's hope that we get the job done. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.